Hello and welcome back to another episode of the In The Round podcast. Uh, Will, your host, is as usual, is not here, um, so I'm filling in for him tonight. Uh, alongside me, as always, Pod Ross in the top right of my screen. Good evening. Uh, and below him, as we'll like to say on the computer screen at least, it's the Mosley Marauder. Dave Harris, how are you? Hello. Yep. Good, thanks. Excellent. Um, it was a weekend of football, which I've watched very little of. So <laughs> so we're going to talk about the bottom of the league, which should be fun, at least to start with. Um, so we're kind of covering the bottom six. Do we think Leicester are clear now? Or uh, stay clear? Where do we go up to for the... Hold on, let me... It's all pretty close, isn't it? Draw up, draw up the table there. Yeah, uh, Chelsea in the mix at ten, <laughs> thirty-one points. Um, do you know what? It is bloody close, isn't I it? I reckon you've got to go up to like Palace. Palace. Yeah, in twelfth. I mean, I could, I could make a case to bring in Villa, but then that's talking about nine bloody teams. Nah, look, Unai Emery's Villa not going down. No, no to be fair, they actually, they actually seem way better. Way too good. Okay, so we've established the eight teams that could go down. Probably Palace will be fine, probably. But I don't know, though, Mike. Fairness, they've been playing pretty poor, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not more worried about Palace than I am about like, Leicester and Wolves, I think. Yeah, I, I, I would probably agree on that, to be honest. Palace, who haven't won since... They haven't won in 2023. Yeah, since New Year's Eve. They beat Bournemouth. I I would say I trusted Wolves until this weekend and then they went out and lost to Bournemouth, was it? Yeah, at home to Bournemouth. I think we're at a calendar year since a Wolves striker scored a Premier League goal, almost. Yeah. There's uh, got to be some fun Richard Jolly stats coming up. Definitely. God. I, I just yeah. think they've got, they've got a good manager. And they have been good, yeah, as you say, Mike, up until this game. I feel like I've seen enough from them to not be too concerned. Leicester, again, before this weekend, have been on a bit of an upturn results since Madison come back. Um, yeah, in fairness, they were the better team for the first half, from what I'm told. I mean, they had Madison. loads of chances. They yeah, really the did. kept us in it, and then we kind of sucker-punched them, and that was game from there. But Yeah, they were pretty poor second half, but um, I think they still were on top of XG and shots and things like that. So, yeah. They uh, should have enough. The one that I'm really interested in, I think we should maybe delve down, because they're now in the bottom three again, is West Ham. Yeah. Who, who lost again to Spurs. Uh, I'm just going to do my weekly mention that Spurs are fourth again. I've got to get that in there. What is happening in this league that Spurs are fourth? But anyway, we're talking about West Ham. Dave, what do you think of West Ham? Um, Can they go down? I'm a bit worried for them. I mean, Moyes basically got given the dreaded public vote of confidence, didn't he, by the board, where they said they're happy with him, but they do play Forest at home. So you'd probably think if they lose that, or get, yeah, if they lose that, I I wouldn't be surprised to see the good old football club corner flag club, club statement on a Saturday evening or Sunday morning. Um, I mean, the players, it's, it's quite a fall off, isn't it? Like, there's not been 
when you look at this West Ham team, they haven't, not that I can think of, they haven't really lost anyone particularly significant at all in the last, like, two years whilst Moyes has been there. Craig so, Dawson's gone, Dave, I think you forget him. Well, I mean, that is a good point. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. But, I mean, in, in, in the majority of the team, obviously forgetting Craig Maldini, um, <laughs> He's basically added players that he's obviously wanted to add to a system that already works. And somehow it's it's just totally failing this season. It makes no sense. I mean, finally, well, it's just West Ham. They spent big on a striker again who looks way out of his depth when he's played that Skamaka. I don't think he really works around what what the rest of the players do. I mean, there's an abundance of talent in this squad. I mean, Lucas Paqueta, obviously you saw at the World Cup and he's shown glimpses. Bowen, Ben Rama, Pablo Fornals are good players. Even Lanzini will give you a couple of pretty good games a season, usually. You've got Declan Rice. Suchak's been decent for a, for practically the whole time he's been in the Prem. Kufal as well. You've got Kurt Zuma, Ogbonna, Emerson, who, to be honest, wasn't really up to it Chelsea, but I'd say he's definitely good for someone like West Ham. They've got Cresswell, England's best left back, according to Henry and Gary Hodgson. Um, I mean, yeah, and they've they've still got Fabianski, and they've got Ariola as well as backup. So when you look at the team, I mean, they've added Danny Ings as well. So they've got Antonio, they've always used. They've got Skamaka and Danny Ings, who's definitely proven in the Premier League. You look at that squad and. How they've gone so backwards, it's, it's really a mystery to me. I, I don't really know what's, what's affected them this much. But the problem is, they don't seem to be turning it around. It's been 23, 24 games into a season. It's not blip. They're just, <laughs> they're just not on it this season. I don't know how they turn it around either, because I feel like they've already lost or not won quite a few games you'd expect them to. If you bring another manager in, I mean, what what fixtures do they realistically have? Is something I'm going to have to look at now whilst I'm, I'm thinking about it. But, yeah, what what do you guys think about West Ham? Oh, I mean, they've obviously got too much in the squad that they should be down here. Um, Jeez. I mean, I don't think West Ham are going to go down if I'm being honest. But it is one of those things where you just keep, every week you're expecting it to start turning around for them, and it just, it just isn't. Um, That's exactly my worry with West Ham. I mean, they've got 20 points, they've only got two points more, they're two points off the bottom, which is ridiculous, given they've outlined their squad. I mean, they've got a lot of really good players there. Declan Rice is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Look, if they go down... Well, with yeah. him and, and Paqueta. I mean, Paqueta yeah. looked unbelievable in a Brazil shirt, and then this, he comes back to West Ham, and he's done nothing. I think like, it's, it's the kind of football that... Because like, West Ham scored a decent clip last year, but they seem to have lost all confidence in that end of the pitch, and Moyes sort of shrunk back into his defensive kind of football. Like They, they don't look like they're trying to win games half the time, like they're trying to settle for draws, which maybe. The last couple of years, you know, when they've had such good starts to the season and they've been up there fourth, sort of fifth. But, I mean, they need to, they've got the players that they should be going out and trying to dominate some of the 
teams that are down there with them. They've certainly got the squad that should be doing that. Um, and I think, I mean, if Moyes had been sacked, we probably wouldn't be too surprised. I don't think at this point in time, he's obviously built up a bit of credit, but they've they've backed him big, and they've been pretty awful all season, really. In, interestingly, they've got every single team, Villa to the bottom of the league. They've play, they've got to play all of them, I think. One, two. Possibly so that, a part. I Correct. think it's that is good news for them. Possibly Leeds. I think there's one of those teams missing from there, but they've still got. So they've got Forest on Saturday. They've got Manu in the cup. I mean, if I'm if I'm Moyes and I'm still in charge, let's just get out of that ASAP. Uh, then they've got Brighton, Villa. They've still got Man City, Southampton, Newcastle, Fulham, Arsenal as well. But then they've got Bournemouth, Liverpool. Palace United, and then their last three games are Brentford, Leeds, and Leicester. So, wow. I mean, talk about six pointers. Practically all of those games are, are six pointers for for them. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, even even with like the big teams, I mean, that they, they could be playing a bit until sort of sorting out the other end of the table as well. But, yeah, if they're going to get someone in, to be honest, it would make sense to do it after the Forest game because then they've got a full week until they play Brighton. Then you've got Villa. And then you've basically still got all of the teams in and around them. Uh, rather than just throwing someone in who's going to, I don't know, have lost the opportunity for four or five of those games. Basically, they either give it Moyes until the end of the season, as they say, or they just get rid of him if he doesn't win on Saturday. Simple as that. I would stick with him, but who's who is out there? I mean, we've just seen Leeds. We will probably, I think, we'll get onto this, but Leeds bring Javi Gracia in today. Which... I don't think there is anyone out there. That's that's, that's the problem. I, I, all of these no way I'm sacking Moyes. I also wouldn't sack Moyes. There's no chance they get someone as good as him in, I don't think. And you've got the settling in period and stuff. If you bring someone in now, it's just... Because they're not big enough to attract... I mean, like a Tuchel or someone. You look at the big names out there, no chance. I mean... I mean, Pochettino is what you'd probably say. He's looking for a better job than that. But I, I think there's a lot of good players in there. I think... Someone who's a bit more of an attack, attack-minded coach, I think you get quite a lot out of that group, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't sack him. Yeah, you see the trouble Leeds had trying to appoint someone. Yeah, and this is who they've ended up with. It's pretty tough, isn't it? Yeah. Southampton are falling into the trap of loving their interim manager enough that they might give him the full-time job, which means they'll get relegated for certain. <laughs> Um, I don't know, yeah. like, it can't be any worse than Nathan Jones. Well, no, but we've seen this story before, haven't we? The interim manager comes in, he does, yeah. he does all right. Like they won at the weekend, and then they give him the full time job. We've seen this story before. Yeah, you know, plenty of times. <clears throat> but the problem is, like we just said, there is no one out there. So let's. So we're we're all in agreement. Probably keep Moyes. They probably stay up, but they need to start playing better quickly 
would be the I'm, moral of that. I story. really feel like this is when Newcastle went down when they had like Wijnaldum and everyone. It feels like you look at the proper players and you just think these guys are way too good to go down, and then they just never, they never actually turn up for the season. I'm worried that this is what West Ham are doing, like. They played 23 games and they just have not got going at all. I mean, for what it's worth, they've only conceded 29 goals, which is the least, other than Chelsea, that's the least from 9th to 20th. I mean, yeah, you'd always think they, that a Moyes team's going to be decent. They just, they just can't score. It, it, it's weird. It's 20 weird. points from 23 is a, is a dreadful return. Yeah, it is terrible. It's a dreadful return. And and like you say, we can we can say, like New, we did with Newcastle, they, they're kind of just drifting and we can keep saying they're going to, they need to get better, but they actually do need to get better, otherwise they will go down. And they'll just, just, they'll just drift down there. I think this has happened to West Ham before, from another pod I was listening to. In 2003, they went down. With a squad that was way too good to go down. I'm not sure exactly who was involved back then. but was in like De Canio. Oh, I was thinking De Canio was probably in there, yeah. But Possibly even like a Defoe. Wow. Who do they have? David James, Michael Carrick, Lee Boyer, Christian Daly, Defoe, De Canio, Trevor Sinclair, Canute, Gary Breen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, off the name value, got, you don't think that's a team that gets relegated. There's Ferdinand and Glenn Johnson as well. I mean, yeah, back then, uh, I'm not sure what the other teams were like that were down there, but I'm sure that was a pretty good team overall for that for that time. It sounds decent, doesn't it? Um, all right, let's move on. Let's do some some Leeds chat quickly because I want to hear what you have to say about Happy Gracia. <laughs> I can't believe this is who they've ended up with after all this. I'm not, I think I'd rather have Marsh, if I'm being honest. Dear, oh dear. Yeah, it's it's not brilliant, is it, to say the least. Cause at least with Marsh, you, you've let him bring all, all the players in, and they've got a certain way of playing, however successful it hasn't been. I mean, a lot of games I've watched Leeds in with Marsh, they looked okay, I thought. They just... I know you can... Take the, take the piss out of Marsh saying that they played well or whatever after every game. But a lot of the time, I kind of did feel like they did play well. Um, I mean, they'd been without Bamford most of the season. Um, and we're huge fans of his, obviously, on the pod. Um, I I mean, Gracia was one of the short-lived uh, Watford coaches, wasn't he? He was yeah, on that well, list of... Uh, I was going to say, which one actually was he? Because I, I don't know... I don't actually I mean, know I only know many Watford managers. I've, I've heard his yeah. name. I know his name, but that's it. See, and I know he managed So, the thing, is, the thing is with Gracia is he actually did a pretty good job at Watford. He just had a terrible start to what would have been his second full season. So, he took over when they were in the relegation. They came 14th. His only full season at Watford, they came 11th in the Pram and they got to the FA Cup final. But then they started terribly in the other season and they got rid of him. So, I don't know. But then the, it's not... I mean, he did okay at Watford. Like, coming 11th and 14th with them is, is very respectable. 
But it's like, you look at the rest of his career, all he's done since, I think, is managing, is it Qatar for like one season? It, it's not, or Saudi, one of the two. It's not really, uh, oh, he had a spell at Valencia that looks like it went pretty disastrous, actually. That was, that was where it was Gary Neville's spell in Valencia, was it? Yeah, I mean, it's just, to be honest, it's just embarrassing from Leeds. Like, it's a classic Victor Orta, whatever his name was. He was the same at Middlesbrough, except with players, where he kept saying they were going to sign people and then it would never materialise. And then he's gone to Leeds. I mean, how many people did they get linked with in the press? And that's obviously coming from someone inside at Leeds or or. I think Orta said, didn't he, that within like a di- 48 hours or something of getting rid of Marsh, they'd have a replacement in. That obviously hasn't happened. They tried to get, was it the PSV guy out of his contract or the Ajax guy? There's been like... Pff, no, he'd God, been sacked. He'd had an awful few months at Ajax oh. and they tried to go after him and then for they some tried reason. To get the PSV guy out of his contract, but they couldn't get him out of it. Um, well, they, pretty... I think they probably thought that the West Brom guy would want to come. Yeah, sorry. Probably not not a great sign that he decided to sign a new deal. And they approached, the they approached a Rayo Vallecano guy who yeah, was he... like fifth in the La Liga and they came like 11th last year or something. He said no as well. So and why, why would he say yeah? He's probably going to be coaching in Europe next year. So why exactly. would he say yeah? and, and publicly though, that's at least four coaches that every Tom, Dick and Harry knows that they failed to get before Javi Gracia. I mean, for what it's worth with this appointment, his Prem experience wasn't terrible, but you're asking a job of him. And the one thing that makes me feel semi-okay about this is, yes, we're going to talk about them as well, but Palace lined up like five managers before they got Vieira, and Vieira's turned out all right. So maybe, just maybe, this guy will work as well. Yeah, I thought of the Vieira thing too. Um, yeah. I mean, is it managers looking at the squad and thinking that they don't want any part of that? I mean, the squad is okay. It's not I, the worst squad down there. My feeling with that squad is they've spent so much money that that in itself makes added pressure, even though you didn't sign them. And secondly... Where does that leave Leeds next season? So say you keep them up and you're like, yeah, we definitely need some reinforcements in this position and this position. Do they have any money in the tank? Is that another reason why people aren't interested? Because they've spent a lot of money by their standards this year. And they were obviously all Marsh signings, given a lot of them came from the Red Bull system and they're Americans. I I mean, yeah. Uh, and they're 19th, so you've got to do a heck of a job this season. Uh, I don't I don't like the appointment, personally. But, as we've said, there's, there's not a great deal out there. If anything, this is a lesson to West Ham. Trust Should me, be. Moyes is better than what's out there. Yeah. yeah, and Southampton's still manager-less too. Well, kind of. I think they are. I, I, they're they're going to give him that I end think, of the season. Yeah, sure. that... What's his name, like Ruben something? It's hard to see. The, yeah, the problem they've got, like we keep saying, there's just no options out there for them to to get someone decent. Then Dyche has gone, and he beat Leeds at the weekend uh, I, as well. I feel so much better about Everton with Dyche. Yeah, my God, they look so organised. 
it, it really doesn't look good for Lampard. It looks the, terrible. The, the personnel it? has not changed at all. They didn't sign any new players. Well, and and the same thing happened when he was at, at Chelsea. Tuchel came in and immediately they were better. Immediately. And it's the same with... Gerard with Emery, to be honest. It's like often a manager gets sacked and the next manager comes in and does an even worse job. And you're like, well, that guy was actually doing quite well. We just didn't realise at the time. And this is like the opposite, isn't it? <laughs> with Lampard. Every time he leaves, about, his job looks worse. It says something about Gerard that he's not being linked with like the Leeds jobs and stuff like that. I think that these guys, they're not, they don't want Lampard or Gerard aren't really being linked with these jobs. I mean, if they, they wouldn't even cross position, my mind. Would you trust them? No, no, I, 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 hundred yeah. percent. But you're it right. Is... That that does show where they are in the, I don't know, managerial pecking order or whatever you'd call it. So they're, they're not even considered, are they? No. Nope. From what we've heard. Don't you find it so weird that there isn't an abundance of managers? Like, do you remember years ago when there was like Pulis, Bruce, Pardew, Allardyce, Roy Hodgson? Kirby always readily available <laughs> for any team in this sort of situation. How weird is it we're at a time where there's not really any the only manager you can appoint, for example, is Marsh, who just got sacked by someone else in the league? Well it's I think so the thing is these I think it's because they're all sort of more old fashioned English sort of coaches and the style of football's moved on and you Oh, I'm, I'm not saying that they should be getting jobs. No, no, no. How weird is it that there's no, like, new wave of those well, coaches, if that makes sense? Well, it is weird, the sort of lack of good young English coaches, I would suggest. It is great to see Neil Warnock still still getting a run out of Huddersfield. Oh, yeah, so. Mike beat us. Thanks for, thanks for rubbing that in. No, I just, I love Neil Warnock so much. No, he is a legend, man. He is a legend, seriously. He's great, and his podcast also a good listen, by the way. He's got a podcast? Yeah, Die for Three Points. It, it's, oh. not, it's, not very, it's not very regular, but it is worth a listen if, you, uh, if you're ever out. Of, obviously, if you've ever finished what listening to the In and Around podcast, you need something else to listen to. That would be a good, good place to start your journey. Um, Should we do Everton, as we've just talked about? about yeah. We may like... as well do Everton. I think I can speak for us all in saying that they're probably going to survive. Definitely. And probably oh, quite comfortably now. Honestly, though, Dice pulls us off. Like, we knew he was a good coach anyway, but what a testament to how good a manager he actually is. Because uh, the one thing people held against Dice was, will he ever be able to go and do anything anywhere else? Because he's so... He, he was part of the furniture at Burnley, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, he did get sacked, but it seemed like for most of the time he was unsackable. Like, to go into this Everton team who, like, even we were saying before he, he went to them, like, this team sucks, they're terrible, all these players are rubbish. I mean, Dwight McNeil actually looks pretty decent again. Tarkowski's been really good at the back. Um, Alex Iwobi, by the way, six Premier League assists this season. I, so saw, far. I saw that this week, yeah. Um, He's looked good. I mean, he was looking good before, actually. Him and Onana are probably the only two players managing to look like footballers in the Lampard. But Onana looks like he could be a really good. Midfielder. Yeah, it's just it's just the organisation that that's what this Everton team needed. They need some organisation, a bit back to basics, 
possibly a bit of discipline. I don't know. Obviously, there's always stuff that Daishi is really disciplined. Like he said, he banned, was it like snoods, hats, gloves? Because like, you can't play in it, so don't train in it. Like, it's maybe so nice, isn't it, that? Yeah, but that's the thing. He sets standards and he gets discipline into them and just goes back to basics. And seemingly, that's what this Everton team needed. I mean, one thing with Lampard is I felt his managerial style was trying to play expansive football. It's a bit like, read the room, like, look at the players you have and what's going to get the best out of this crop of players. And not many managers seem to have the balls to basically be like, yeah, this might be crap to watch, but it'll keep you in the division. And that's exactly what Dice doesn't care. If they if they have one shot on goal and they've had 10 men behind the ball for the whole game and that one shot goes in, that's job done for him. That's that's what they need. I mean, they look so organised already. I, I, was, I was dubious that he could turn them around, but I know it is early days. They've only had three games, but they have won two of them. But they just look so more organised, much more organised. And the players seem to already be like sort of working harder for each other. They seem to already be sort of more of a team than they were earlier in the season. Again, testament to Daesh. I'd agree with all of that. And it actually looks like he was fairly smart to wait for the right job to come up. He got the one he probably wanted. Bigger club than Burnley. Good players. Well, in theory, decent players. He's, as you said, got them much more organised than they were before. Um, so, yeah, things are looking a lot brighter at Everton. Who do they play next? Aston Villa. So that should be an interesting game. Uh, by the way, Leeds-Southampton uh, this coming weekend. Yeah. That's a massive game. That will yeah. be huge. So I'll be interested to see if uh, Javi Gracia or the interim man at Southampton, whatever his name happens to be. I think it's Ruben Sellers. Or... I think it's Ruben Sellers, isn't it? Yeah. Sounds something like that. That seems. If it's not that, right. it's, it's something close to that. Uh, who else is down there? Bournemouth. They won at the weekend against Wolves, as we yeah earlier. All three yeah. teams in the bottom three. The start of this weekend won. Yeah, Bournemouth have been in the, in the relegation dogfight. Bournemouth have been dangerous for a while. Um, I mean, that I thought they played well against Newcastle. Like a draw against Newcastle is is very respectable, even if Newcastle arguably aren't at their best. I mean, it's a pretty good result. They only lost one nil to to Brighton as well, which. To be honest, I was worried they were going to get pasted like five or six and then they were going to come in with no confidence. But of course, that was silly because Brighton never managed to score five and six, five or six, even if they made eight goals worth of chances. Um, but I, I think the thing is with Bournemouth, I, like hats off to them being competitive. I know they spent a bit of money in January, but previously, like the first half of the season, if you like, not really spent any money. Even though they did what came up in the championship, you wouldn't even say that it was, uh, you know, not really what you associate with a, like, for example, this Burnley team, the Watford team that's in the championship right now. Those teams you expect to be in the Premier League, 
you didn't even expect that with Bournemouth in the Championship. So for them to be like genuinely competitive is is probably decent enough for them. Um, I think I think they play okay football. There is some quality there, but I don't know if it's enough quality to to get you through the the Premier League at the the business end, really. Um, I think they're too limited with their strikers. Uh, I mean, I think I touched on it at the start of the season. I mean, you've got Solanke who can do hell of a lot more than the last time he was in the Prem. He has developed uh, probably the opposite of Brewster, to be honest. Um, he's already scored a few goals this season, got a few assists. But if he's injured or if he's not playing well, you've got Kiefer Moore, who's an out-and-out target man, which probably is fine in the Championship, but I feel like target men don't really, don't really work. They only work if you've got really good players around them. Like, Veghorst is perfect right now because he's making more space. He's doing the clever things that make more space for Rashford Give him more space. Um, He's a number ten now, though, not a yeah. Not yeah, a but that's, that's what I mean. Target man now, instead of being getting on the end of crosses to score, target men have become essentially like a almost like a target man playmaker, where you try and get the better players to play off them, and those players are the ones having the chances. Bournemouth Giroud, Dave. That's what we call that. The, the complete forward. Um, yeah. I'm actually trying to explain this to Sean Dyche. Yeah, how do you explain to him that if he was at Burnley with and like Chris Woods, Ashley Barnes, 10. Chris Wood, that he'd actually need to be having his wingers just running off them and they'd be the one having the shots? Crazy. Bizarre. But yeah, Bournemouth, they're going to have some massive games coming up. And uh, this weekend, probably a bit of a write-off. Home to Man City, 5.30 on Saturday. So good luck with that one. That's uh, the thing is with Bournemouth, they're la- flipping egg. Their last seven games, they've got West Ham, Southampton, Leeds, Chelsea, Palace, Man U, and then they've got Everton away last day of the season. The end of this season is going to be so good. Yeah, All the teams oh, playing man. each other. Everyone's Everton playing Bournemouth everyone. Last day of the season. The, like, sky cuts that they do are going to be incredible, aren't they? West Ham. Think of the Premier League years for this year. Yeah. It's going to be superb. West Ham last, West Ham last the last day of the season as well. I don't think Leicester are going to be in trouble, to be fair. Palace have Forest last, last day of the season as well. That'll be, like, 11th v 12th, the way this is going. Oh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Let's round up the bottom bottom three with who's going down. We change this every two weeks, who we pick. <laughs> yeah, when Everton have a bad next three games, I'll I'll put them back. Uh, no, uh, I don't care. I'm not backing Dyche to go down ever. No, I'm not either. I think uh, I think it's going to be tough for Southampton to not go down, given what yeah. their squad's looking like. I think it's going to be Southampton, Leeds and Bournemouth, I reckon. Yeah, I could, I could back that. OK, that's that's probably not dissimilar to what it was before. My, my only interchangeable is actually uh, Leeds and Palace. I think Leeds could perhaps pick up some, some points and Palace on a really bad run. Um, 
like one win in nine or something. They've scored only 21 goals. They're not particularly good at the but, back. I mean, I could see this Palace team just sliding because even though right now they're six points above relegation, I'm sure they were far more points above relegation not that long ago. And they just they keep sliding. They were doing a lot better first half of the season. They've been pretty bad really poor. for quite a while. Yeah. They could be the one that you don't expect that gets dragged in. They That's what I think, because they've looked really bad for a while. How few teams don't know their best striker? Uh, that's the thing with them. They're, they're switching those forwards around so much. Although, uh, at least they have like six options, but they're all the same player. Uh, they're literally all just so average. She has no idea. Who, I mean, aside Jordan Ayo aside, who is atrocious. Well, talking of big games, Palace play... Leicester leads Southampton, Everton, Wolves and West Ham back-to-back six games. And then they've got Spurs and then Bournemouth. And then they've got Fulham and Forest. Well, in that, that case, they're their Arsenal gear like now. <laughs> yeah, they've got Liverpool, Villa, Man City and Brighton and Arsenal, the next five. Hope to get some sort of momentum there and then smash those six games. But if they, you know, if they don't get points in those six games, I mean... That's serious contenders because those are the six games you'd hope to be picking up the majority of your points that keep you safe. It's pretty impressive that Forest have managed to pull away from this, uh, well, slightly pull away from this thing. Start of the season, most people probably would have had them as a team to go. I down. think we all would have. I, I, I think even though it was crazy, it was kind of crazy at the time that he got that new deal. It's looking better and better. He, isn't it? Steve Cooper. I think it's amazing what he's been doing. He's a very good coach. I think given the turnover and constantly new players coming in, he's done really well. They seem yeah. to think it's it's a baseball roster of forty players down there. I don't know what's going on. Uh, they must have too many players. Uh, they do. You I never hear of them getting rid of players. Do you? Steve Cook got deregistered. They still have Harry Arter on the books. Do you remember that guy? I didn't even know Harry Arter was at Forest. Yeah, they signed him like two no. years ago. And he's just I never really that. played. But he's still there. Unregistered so, so they've the unregistered Steve Cook? Yeah, and they, they they wrote to the Prem asking to be allowed to switch him back in because of injuries. And I sincerely hope that doesn't happen because it's not... It's your fault if you don't register a player you could later have needed. That's unfortunately the nature yeah, well, of the 25-man squad. Yeah, having a 25-man squad as soon as you get an injury, you're just cool. Somewhere. And also, you sign like 30 players. If you can't keep options in every position, that's a horrible, horrible like admin disaster from them, guys. A penny for Dean Henderson's thoughts, by the way. Oh, Kalen Navas, my God. He's been unbelievable. Hasn't he? It is so hilarious. I don't like Dean Henderson, so... I'm, I'm on board with it. Uh, I'm, big, I'm not. Big fan of yeah, I'm not really a fan of either of them, but it's funny to see. Oh, Henderson more of a fan finally of Navas thought and Anderson. Navas is a bit. It is hilarious that he's at Forest. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> he's got half of Athletic Madrid's back line from last year there too. It's like Julio Cesar going to um, QPR, except he's actually been good, and like Julio Cesar. Well, and. Now, well, Julio Cesar was pretty over the hill, wasn't he, when he was at... I swear he was yeah. only like 32 or 33 when no, he was No, he was old. 
He, he was like 87, I'm telling you, yeah, that guy. I feel like he wasn't, you know. Uh, speaking of QPR, Dave, a word on their new manager, Gareth Ainsworth, finally leaving Wickham after 11 years in charge. Yeah, sorry about... He was he was 33, Ross, when he went to QPR after Inter Milan. Let's move on to Mark's question. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, he he was a player at QPR. He was pretty highly regarded there. I mean, he'd done miracles with Wickham. I mean, Wickham's budget probably now is a League One team. But when when they were in the the championship, it was it was basically like Yeovil and Burton Albion when they were up there. You know, they're probably like a lower lower half of the table League One budget and somehow he has them competitive in the championship. I mean he's he was there ten years, I think, ten and a half years. Obviously probably safe to say a club legend at Wickham, but he has a connection with QPR. Does he deserve a bigger job? Definitely. I mean, he's more than proven himself. I just hope it works out for him because QPR, as we've known for God knows how long, they don't massively give managers a chance. Um, you know, if he if he's there between now and the end of the season uh, and he doesn't do very well, he can be out of a job by the summer. So... I hope it works out for him, but he definitely deserves the chance. I mean, massively overachieved at Wickham. He has a connection to QPR as well because he used to play there, so hopefully it'll be a good match. But I don't really like QPR, but I like Gareth Ainsworth, so I do hope it works out. Yeah, me too. Like you say, QPR, a bit of a basket case, so we'll we'll have to see how it all plays out. But hopefully he does well. As you said, he's worked absolute wonders at Wickham over the last decade and a bit. Yeah. Serious wonders. Um, we'll round it off by talking about Fulham because I feel like they need a mention. Yeah. They've kind of stood under my radar a bit. They are sixth in the league. And we've been talking about Newcastle a lot and how great Brighton are for years. But Fulham in sixth is, is Marco Silva manager of the year? I, I mean... One thing I will say for Fulham, which is very unlike Fulham, their recruitment this season has been absolutely outstanding. You, the last few times they've been in the Prem, they've got it horribly wrong. They put all that money on like Seri and Anguissa, Alfie Mawson. They had like Andre Andre Scherler, Vieto on loan. Signed about four keepers in that one season, but this year they've got everything bang on. I mean, Burnt Leno has been. Being class to them. Mike, sorry, saying in our chat, Alfie Mawson, what a throwback. Yeah, they spent about 12 million on him and he actually retired last week at the age of 29 because of knee injuries after getting released by Wickham in League One. Fall from grace. That's a bit sad, isn't it? If it's injuries that have. uh... Yeah, even before knee injuries, he was like a championship level player at best and they spent 12 million on him. I always thought he was going to be good. No, I did too, Mike, to be fair, when he was... He was at Swansea, wasn't he? Yeah, Swansea. Swansea. Yeah. yeah. I mean... He looked so, decent, I think. Uh, he was, I he was good at Swansea, to be fair. But what I was getting more at is that's sort of how Fulham's recruitments were, worked out previously in the Prem. Um, I mean, who'd have thought Willian would have worked out? I mean, I mean, Burnt Leno, obviously... good. He's, he's a proven, decent Premier League goalie. Yeah, I, I mean... 
he's had his errors at Arsenal. I'm sure you know more than everyone else, Ross, but he's worked out well for yeah, them. Yeah, he was, he was still pretty good for us, though. I mean, I what what I'm really impressed with is the midfield combination they've managed to create. So, Palhinha, uh, I mean, obviously just watching the guy play, you think, how is it Fulham that brought this guy to the Premier League? He is fantastic. He's one of the highest in the league for, like, tackles, recoveries. He is everywhere. And next to him, I can't believe it because Mike knows how much of Slater this guy over the years. Andreas Pereira believe it or not. Turns out he is a Premier League quality player and he's actually been fantastic in this having someone like Palhinia next to him. I mean they've just they've just recruited really, really well. I mean, even Carlos Vinicius has been okay when he's played, done a job. Uh Kazawa on loan from PSG's been decent enough when he's played. And they and Issa Diop as well, who's at West Ham's been been good at the back. I think I mean Dan James, I'm not sure. Probably a good cover option, to be fair. I mean, not gonna say he's been a bad signing. Um yeah. I'll say it, he's been a bad signing. Fine. He's the only one <laughs> where you could say, but everyone else has has been pretty decent and Tim Ream as well. I mean oh, wow. Love he's Tim. been unbelievable. What a turnaround. And he also has a podcast. I haven't listened to that one, but could be worth a shout. I'll definitely give that a listen. I think I might. Now that he's had this sort of season, I, I'm all in on Tim Ream. Oh, OK. I there is one put him and Craig game. Dawson next to each other. They'd never concede a goal. Oh, Craig Dawson. Imagine a back three of centre-backs of Tarkowski, Dawson and Ream and Sean Dyche. I mean, that's, that's all under Marco, Marco Silva. Don't worry about Sean Dyche. Yeah, but it'd be like a brick wall under Dyche. They'll actually need some fancy, decent passes under Marco Silva. Okay, who's who's your goalie for this team, this back three then? Oh, it's got to be Pickford, hasn't it? Just shouting and screaming at everyone. That's what Dyche would want. I feel like Pickford is a bit of, a bit of Dyche. I mean, he literally just screams at his players. Like, you see him make a save sometimes. I mean, look at and some of the clouds he's played players. He does it with England as well. <laughs> I mean, you've got to respect it, but it's funny. Palinia, yeah, going back to Fulham. One of the best, best order midfielders we've got, I think, in the Premier League. Certainly has been this year. Yeah, guy's, guy's crazy. He's so good. He's been it's unbelievable. You're so everywhere. right, Dave. How was it Fulham that, that brought this guy to the Premier League? Where were the rest of the teams? I, mean, I do think the, the Willian move was a bit of a, has to have been a bit of a gamble that just seems to have paid off because he was atrocious for Arsenal last time we saw him. Yeah. I think it only had a brief stint in Brazil in between that. Well, look, they, they chucked out a few chips. The Willian one was a, was a small bet. Which happened to come in somehow. Uh, I mean, I'm not even sure William thought he could come back to the Bremen and play well, but here we are. Weird things do happen. It's it's, uh, it's probably going to be only Arteta maybe that stops Silver winning uh, manager of the manager. That's of the true. Team. Yeah, if I, if Arsenal win <laughs> the league, you'd have to give it to Arteta, wouldn't you? That'd well, be so that. so tough. For I mean, yeah, you could argue. 
that he probably should win it anyway, I think. If he finishes above Chelsea and Liverpool, which he may well not do because Liverpool... But it's it's possible to be there. Oh. Honestly, even even if these guys finish like 8th or ninth come end of the season, a newly promoted team that, as far as I'm aware, they haven't spent loads of money. I mean, they've certainly spent less than Forest After Bournemouth's January signings, they might even have spent less than Bournemouth because they bought... a probably 50, 60 million pounds worth in that last week of the the deadline. So if if he ends up coming even top 10, I mean, it's it's some achievement, isn't it, to be honest? Definitely. I mean, they're, they're, they're in the shop for European uh, football, which is pretty crazy. They certainly are at the moment. I, I do have Liverpool getting a bit better. They will like oh, above 100%, them. yeah. Yeah, I think Liverpool may well end up in the top four after all. I, well, I just can't have Spurs getting in there. I just can't. I mean, however I bad Liverpool would have been, I, I'm still 100% back in Liverpool as a better team than flipping Spurs. 1,000%. They uh, Liverpool uh, have seven points behind Spurs with two games in hand, so... It's very possible that that gap closes a fair bit by the time those games are caught up. Brighton um, as well with the same points in game in hands as uh, Liverpool. That's true, yeah. Brighton as well. They're having another stellar season. If they, I mean, we we say it every year, but if they actually did have a prolific striker, they would be scary. Imagine Ivan Tony in this Brighton team. Good grief. He would get goals. The shame would be that they. I feel like Brighton don't get many penalties. No, that's true. And he's an absolute merchant, isn't he? But, but yeah. Anything else? Any burning desires? Or anything you wanted to talk about, lads? Before we shoot. I think we've covered the uh, ground we were trying to. Yeah, agreed. I think so. In which case, um, if people want to find you, Dave, where can they do that? Uh, it's at Dave Harris underscore 44. Uh, and Ross, same for you. At Ross underscore bird 14. Lovely jubbly. Uh, you can find all of us uh, in Bradford at the weekend. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mikey Breslin. But of course, you can follow us all uh, at In and Around Pod on all the socials. And if you'd like to send us a question, which uh, no one ever does, so don't worry too much about it. <laughs> It's uh, in, a, in the round pod at gmail.com. In fact, I, I can't even say that you may have sent a question, but I don't check it. So there's that. Um, all right. Enjoy the Champions League. Enjoy the Carabao Cup final and the rest of the weekend's action. It's currently 2-2 in Liverpool, Real Madrid. A ridiculous Bloody game. Yeah, yeah Dave, you need to get it on, son. Me and Ross have been uh, reacting <laughs> I live. did see things happening in the, in the Skype chat here, but... Yeah, it's all, it really has all happened in the first half. So enjoy the rest of your week, uh, and we'll see you next week. Sayonara.